Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. Hey, that's us. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode four. Yeah. All right. We're on the smooth jazz episode. Yeah, well. Not really. Until we get to the hard rock with Shatter. (laughs) So... Um, yes. We have a special guest this week. Uh, we're, I've been uh, talking to him off and on since before they left for the um, BattleBots tournament. So yeah, We actually got to see one of their bots in person beating up an arena floor. That was awesome. Well, along with other bots, but... Yeah, that's right. I you know, I'd said we, we just never got around to talking to them at the Maker Fair. So um, we have Bots FC, uh, the team behind the BattleBot Shatter... And this is the first team we've talked to post BattleBots season four filming, so they spoil everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they don't actually spoil anything. Yeah, unfortunately. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I know. I was I, I contemplated saying like, "Hey, let's uh, tell me the." I was gonna just say because you know they were worried before about the, the NDA, and I understand because you know they hadn't. If I was crafty enough, I would just just say random stuff that they. St- might have said and just beep it all out or you could like uh splice it into something like tombstone wins the championship well i could just say tombstone wins the championship yeah you could i'm saying if you could do that from but we had uh we had um (laughs) adam wrigley and mary uh i'm not gonna butcher your name mary i'm sorry where, where where is it um, uh, let me. I, I can maybe help you out with this. Well, it's on the BattleBot site, but uh, let's see here. Pause. Well, no, I'm not pausing anything. Oh, come on, pause it. No. Not splatter, it's funny to shatter. It's funny to listen to you struggle. Yeah, you dicks. Um, <laughs> I thought you had it up already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chimenti, or Chimenti, C-H-I-M-E-N-T-I. You know, I should have known that because that was part of the uh, the phone call that we did for the interview. Yeah, so we had those two on. Um, they were telling us a bit about they have. I don't want to spoil everything. They had a lot of near misses with BattleBots in the seasons before this, and finally got on. So talk to them a little bit about you know their persistence, uh, how, how they their can bot works. Yeah, how they continued to evolve as a team in the meantime. Um, you know, we talk about Shatter because we saw Blue. Um, another one of their bots that they've uh, used in several tournaments. So ironically um, colored pink. I know. Yeah. I just thought maybe I was colorblind. So, you know, we're kind of talking to him about it. it's it's a hammer bot. So, you know, we haven't had a ton of success with hammer bots the last couple of years. So, you know, talking to them about, you know, what are you going to do to turn that around? Because I think they do have a pretty good bot, though, and maybe absolutely a better hammer than some of the ones, at least some of the results we've seen the last couple of years. And then um, Shatter was a really sweet creation. I, mean, I think I saw it in like just their CAD design first. So, Talk to them a little bit about how, you know, going from a CAD design to having that puppy ready and uh, finally ready for BattleBots. I know with the new teams, it's always, you know, 11th hour getting that thing done. And then, um, you know, we go a little off track. We talk about, you know, we get into the big questions with them, like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, and you will, you will hear the passion behind our answers. Oh, yeah. And we, we have That's a little, one I had to jump in on. You know, and we get some dating advice from them. I mean, we're married, so but we get some dating advice for the listener for from them. So, a lot of interesting stuff here. So, uh, give it a listen. And all right. So, without further ado, here is uh, Adam and Mary with 
from Bots FC. Yeah, and their bot Shatter. folks and we are back and so um we've got one of the uh, new teams coming into battle bots this season uh this is uh well they will be called team shatter on battle bots but they are better known as bots fc and we have adam and mary here with us how are you guys tonight hey Good. what's up yeah um we had like i we were talking before we uh, got on um we didn't necessarily have you on when you were at the Orlando Maker Fair. However, if you listen to our podcast from that, you can clearly hear your bot blue in the background smashing <laughs> the hell out of some bots. Oh. <laughs> the bots, the arena, you know, a lot of stuff got <laughs> That thing was wicked. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure, uh, like, between Mammoth and Blue, I think Lily was probably gritting her teeth every time one of those two was in the ring. <laughs> well, we'll just flip the panels over next year, and we'll get them back to flat. <laughs> <laughs> so now tell us, because that was that was our first Maker Fair, and we had a great time at it. Was that the first time that um, your team had been in Orlando for that? So that was our second Maker Fair uh, event. We went to, I believe, the first one back in uh, twenty. Was that sixteen? Yeah, uh, we, got, we got third place, and that was fun. Uh, we missed twenty seventeen because we were in China, uh, and then we came back for twenty eighteen. Those are the Orlando. We've done New York as well. Yeah, we've done the New York Maker Fair, but that's a lot. That's a smaller event with like twelve pounders. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we're we're finally getting a local one this year. The Tampa Maker Fair. No bots this year, though. Uh, that's too bad. But wife and I are going to volunteer anyway. But um, yeah, and you guys actually <clears throat> won the. <clears throat> sorry, clearing my throat here. You guys actually won the robot combat t- or the robot combat tournament in Orlando. Made a great impression. I came away with that thinking. Um, <clears throat> the two bots that I wanted to see again were well, Blue, which is obviously the predecessor to Shatter, and Mammoth. And by happy coincidence, you two were both. Um, you both were uh, got on BattleBot. So how did that process go for you guys this year? Uh, I know, like you said, you've done China before. And I believe um, on your website it says that you've done Robot Wars in UK. So how did the oh, application hey. process go with BattleBot? So Robot Wars, well, real quick, the Robot Wars one is funny. We appeared in the trailer for Robot Wars, uh, the final series they ended up airing. But we weren't actually accepted, so we were in the trailer because they showed a whole bunch of application videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so technically, we're in Robot Wars, <laughs> although we never got the um, Still count. I, I count it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the application for BattleBots, you know, it took us a while. Um, when they were doing season one, I had heard about it before filming, and I knew that there wasn't a hundred percent chance it was going to get on. And I, I, I didn't have a robot, didn't have a heavyweight and I couldn't, I couldn't put together a robot in time for season one. So we didn't do, we didn't apply for season one back on ABC, okay. but we did apply for season two on ABC. 
uh, we originally applied with a multi-plot version of one of our old middleweights. Mm-hmm. We run a middleweight named Bliss, which was a shell spinner. Um, my friend still has it in Ohio. Uh, you can look up uh, Bliss versus Drac UCLA on YouTube. Great fight. But we wanted to build two of them, two shell spinner uh, multi-bots that would spin opposite of each other so they'd always mesh with each other but could hit the opponent. We thought it'd be really cool. And we ended up actually being like an alternate. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got told, like, okay, you can come to the event if you have a robot, it was like too late for us to build a robot. <laughs> so we couldn't go to season two. Okay. Then I was really annoyed. And I thought, like, if I had just had the robot built, you know, we would have been able to go. So that was the impetus to build like the original Mega Melvin robot, which was our first heavyweight hammer that we brought to 2016. Orlando Maker Fair, and I said, I'm going to make a robot that BattleBots cannot say no to. <laughs> and that's why we made a Mechanum Hammer robot. You know, And then we painted it pink. We're like, oh, you can't say no to this. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, season three got delayed. Mm-hmm. And the delay between season two and season three of the reboot, uh, we were talking to some people from China on the internet, just being nice to them. And then it turned out they were serious about holding an event in China. So we got to go out and do that. And nice. we did a couple things of that. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then our Mechanum Hammer robot got tied up with rights for China. And we didn't have time to build a new one. And we couldn't bring that to BattleBots. So when Season 3 got announced, we entered with a different robot. So we applied with Doomba. Uh, and I bought Doomba from Casey Coons. I got to say, uh, I love that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a cool robot yeah, and he's on copperhead now yeah and and so we wanted we really wanted to make doomba work you know we rewired the whole thing we uh covered it in pink vinyl we had a multi-bot set up with it um that we we're going to use to like keep other robots away while we spun up and we were all ready to go uh with that but we didn't get in uh, there were like too many shell spinners or something that season um so doomba didn't get into season three and, I, and that that was just getting annoying. I was just getting annoyed. <laughs> I want to enter my Mechanum Hammer robot. So yeah. this year swings around and there's like, okay, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And we were talking with China. They wanted us to come back for season two of King of Bots. And so we had the whole contract. Uh, we're getting ready to sign it. And then China changed the laws on how many international teams they can invite. Oh. We uninvited from china wow oh man and, not good yeah. breaks for you guys so far in this story <laughs> but because we got uninvited from china i now had you know some time and we started thinking about battle bots and we're like okay we're not going to go to china so if battle bots happens like let's go full bore so we totally redesigned the robot mm-hmm. uh, we originally had a different theme we applied with a golf themed robot named green um, and it was actually going to be green, which is a bit of a departure for us. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to cover it in green AstroTurf. And <laughs> every time we swung the hammer, we were going to yell four. Uh, we were going to have green jackets from the Masters. It was going to be hilarious. Kind nice. of like a joke, but we thought it'd be really funny. Yeah. Sounds fun. And, uh, you know, some of the people on the BattleBots side liked it. Some of them didn't. They said, okay we need you guys to come up with a new theme. You know, we want a Mechanum hammer robot in here. There's a lot of hammer robots though. So, 
you know, just make something really cool. They're like, you work at Frog, you're a design guy, you know, make something design. So we had a team brainstorm. Um, I was actually in Mexico for work and we're like logging into Slack uh, to brainstorm ideas. And we said, you know, what do hammers do? Well, they shatter things. The original theme was kind of like earthquakey. And we said, well, what if we made the whole thing kind of look like it had been like shattered in an earthquake or something? Yeah. That's kind of where the theme came from. And so we redid the whole robot in a weekend uh, in CAD, uh, reapplied. Um, and then we got in and we got in as like a full uh, participant. We weren't an alternate. So we we're like really, really pumped. And then we realized like, okay, now we need to build it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm in, I'm in Mexico doing the CAD in between like work meetings, um, sending it off. And, you know, we, we were doing a lot of logistics trying to get this thing made. We get a lot of our parts water jet in Brooklyn. Okay. But a lot of parts are titanium, and the titanium comes from a supplier in California. And then this season, we had a lot of plastic parts coming from China because no one in the U.S. wanted to machine gigantic chunks of UHMW. Uh, so I had to find a shop in China to make that, and we're just waiting for it all to come in. And the day that everyone else was packing their crates mm -hmm. was the day that we finally got all of our parts in. Oh, wow. Uh, Better late than never, man. Yeah. Yeah, every it always seems like it's um you know a a last minute thrill ride with all these teams and you guys' story might take the cake on that so um but you you did manage to get everything uh, up and running before ship date yeah well well no no we <laughs> so yeah that that's that's the big, we actually drove from Brooklyn to uh, Long Beach uh, and that bought us an extra couple weeks of, of old time mm -hmm. so oh wow that's uh, a long drive. Uh, yeah, it was four days, but um, it was my brother and I do a lot of road trips. So, you know, we drove to Florida. Uh, I've driven to Robo Games twice. Uh, and so it's kind of a fun, like, almost tradition at this point that, like, we build a big robot and we take, like, a big road trip. Nice. Uh, but next year, we're hoping to. We're hoping to finish in time to ship it and fly out. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that seems to be with. With new teams, it's, I mean, I think, too, um, with this season, kind of having to hope and anticipate the season coming into fruition, but again, didn't really seem like teams got that much notice before it was time for film date. So I imagine, especially with new teams, that this had to be a mad dash to the finish line. Yeah, so it, was, it was a mad dash, and, you know, the I think the more veteran teams get a little bit more notice than the newer teams you know makes sense uh and our problem too is just like personally i was kind of procrastinating doing some of the final design so i had like the theory of it and i had the design started and i kept saying i'll finish it before they announce it i'll totally finish it before they announce it and then the announcement slash cutoff for applications slash like everything happened in one day and i was like oh man i didn't finish it <laughs> oh man now, one thing I've noticed, the last last season, it seemed like Hammerbots did not fare very well. We had Chomp put up a big offer. Um, let's see, Blacksmith did not fare as well as they had. So what were you guys hoping to do with the Hammer? Are you kind of trying to bring it back? or um, I mean, because we saw Blue, and that thing was hitting, and maybe it's just being there in person, but it did not seem like any of the Hammerbots were hitting like that 
maybe Brian ever, maybe <laughs> ever. So you know, we were kind of hoping too. We're like, yes, bring the hammer back. This is one of the you know classic things about BattleBots that we love. I mean, smashing. So was it? I mean, was that? I know you said you'd done some uh, spinner bots too, but um, man, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I think I lost my train of thought. But um, why? Why do we make a hammer, right? And yeah, I think you know the original original thought was we wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. Because if we thought it was something different, that would help us get in. But it wasn't just it. And you know, the more we started playing around with it, and the more we we built this out, we started to really like the hammer, and we started to really believe that you know this is the way to win. You know, like it. You think about it from a numbers perspective, and the hammer doesn't make any sense. But when you think of it from an applications perspective, I think it starts to make a lot of sense because. The spinners are struggling to deliver a lot of their power. And the spinners are delivering all their power to the side. A hammer hits the top, you know, and not a lot of people have armor on top. True. When you fight um, a big spinner, well, that's what your robot was designed to do. When you fight a big hammer, everyone is always frantically trying to find more top armor and reconfigure <laughs> their robot. And I love having a robot that someone else needs to change their design because they're fighting us. That's uh, a it's point. fun to like kind of scare people like that. Yeah. And we we try to tweak the design a lot. You know, power wise, we're hitting with, you know, when I when I look at the tape and I try to analyze the speed and stuff, I think we're hitting with about like one one and a half kilojoules. It's not a ton of power at all for a weapon, but for a hammer, it's a decent amount. I think. Um, we're probably a little weaker than Beta, and I think Chomp has a, a lot more power when they throw it up high. But the problem is, you know, with both of those robots, I think they have a, a delivery and a consistency like issue. They have so much power, but they hit like once. Yeah. What we've tried to do is maybe tone it down, but but try to be really controllable, and then when we can get into the right spot, like hit a lot just like go crazy almost like dead blow style like repeated hits but um with a lot of power behind them because what we realize is there are a lot of weak points on the other robot mm-hmm. they're not always big and so if we can just get a lot of hits then maybe we'll hit that weak spot you know chomp is trying to just be really 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 accurate which is like really cool how much design they've put into that accuracy and getting that level of power but we just tried to take a different route which was instead of trying to be so accurate just be like more wild with it you know you don't have to be accurate if you can get 50 shots in it was crazy that battle bots the testing box they were trying to find something for us to hit and they were scrambling so that we wouldn't hit the floor and then all of a sudden (laughs) they bring this tear out of the dumpster that has a sheet of steel on it and they were like, oh, this is Chomp's target from last year. <laughs> <laughs> right beside Chomp's hits. And we yeah. were pretty comparable. Yeah, it was interesting. We actually were hitting pretty similar depth of our hits to the Chomp hits in the into the like solid steel piece. So in terms of like delivering power, I, I think we're we're definitely up there at the top end. Yeah. But we wanted to balance the power with that maneuverability and the repeatability and show that, like, yeah, hammers can cause damage. Hammers can, like, knock people out, right? How many knockouts do we have 
uh, at Maker Faire or in China. Oh yeah. And want to just make sure people know, like, this isn't a joke weapon. You know, this is a real weapon, and and just you know, try to show that. And I so, mean, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the only loss that Bite Force has had in these new battle bots has been to a hammer. Exactly. One of those things that it's like uh, it's like Adam saying it just it's hard to prepare for. And yeah, I did notice that when we were at Maker Fair, is it wasn't just one wild swing. I mean, everything seemed to be under a lot of control by you guys, and you were getting several hits, not just one or two. Even when I wasn't watching, I would hear five, six, seven of them going when I was interviewing somebody, and look up like, "What on earth is going on?" Like, now, I couldn't believe it. Sorry, well, so we're, no, we're just we're talking about control. Is uh, Shatter using the same uh, drivetrain type as Blue? Yeah. So the differences between uh, Shatter and Blue, the whole frame is is all new, but we're using the same sort of powertrain we've been testing out for the past three years that is so a we have fantastic design by the way thanks man uh yeah it's same motors same gearboxes same wheels uh well same design they're all like new parts but um yeah so we have the same mechanum strafe drive so we can go sideways uh and, which and is i think that's one of the things that definitely sets you guys apart is the fact that uh, like say you uh, you're just that fraction off, you know, trying to steer into somebody. You can just stop and go sideways rather than having to, you know, do a whole loop around the box to try to line up your shot again. You just make that little correction while you're just pounding the hammer down. Yeah, we we think that um, the hammer is like really the optimum weapon to pair with the mechanum wheels, and it's like a really good combo. And you know, the hammer and the mechanum wheels and Another reason we built this, not just because like we thought it was really different and unique and would help us get on, and then, but we wanted to kind of prove the internet wrong. Uh, <laughs> that damn yeah. internet! Stupid internet! <laughs> you know, you know, like we we've been saying for years. I I would always think like mechanum wheels are really good, and someone should put them on a robot. You know, and an alcoholic stepfather used them back in the day, and that was about it. No one else used them. You go online, everyone would shit on it. Yeah. Uh, but said so I think I think this will work, and I also said you know why isn't anyone using these in runner brushless motors? I think that's a good idea. And I said like, you know what? why doesn't anyone make a brushless hammer robot? <laughs> and I went online. I was trying to figure out like the numbers behind it, and I found this like electric hammer calculator, and it said <laughs> like electric hammers are stupid and no one should build them or something. <laughs> and then it it also said like I'm not going to make a brushless version of this calculator because that doesn't make any sense. Like it's not even feasible or something like that. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to prove this calculator guy wrong. Challenge accepted. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, we, we built the wheels and the hammer together just to see if it would even work. Cause I thought it would. And, um, it's just fun to kind of do something that no one believes in. You know, you, you have an inkling and you're like, oh, I'm going to make this happen. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely still using the same wheels. Um, but always slightly improving everything as we go. But yeah, the, the bigger differences between the two robots, we, we've totally changed up our armor strategy. Um, we use a lot of plastic on Shatter. So on Blue, we would sometimes put a piece of plastic on front of our big titanium plow. But on Shatter, we've got like three inches of UHMW all around. Uh, it's what's machined to make the triangle shapes, and it gives us like this ablative armor. The theory being like 
instead of just trying to deflect spinners and then every so often the spinner like catches a corner mm-hmm. we'll just have plastic and there's nothing for them to catch and they'll just kind of shred it and it'll slow them down so that that's kind of the theory that we've tested out at lower weight classes and like a little bit and the biggest difference between like blue and shatter is that application of the a blade of armor and the hammer is of course you know bigger and heavier it always, always. gets a little bigger <laughs> yeah it seemed like it seemed like in game was almost getting there with the plastic on the front of their bot last season. And it looked like with a little bit of perfection that that could be a real good counter to spinners. Now, when something works at a lower weight, how difficult is it to scale that up? Like if something works at 30, is it necessarily going to work at 250 pounds? Or is that something that you kind of have to do trial and error with? Yeah, I mean, that's always the trick, right? Like trying to figure out what's going to work and, and what not. The physics are a little bit different at the smaller weight classes, but I think 30 is where they start to act similar. And when you're playing with hobbies and, and ant weights and things, it just doesn't, I don't think it scales at all. It's so different in terms of how everything reacts. But when you get up to 30, things start to react a lot more similar to the big robots. And you see pretty much every team that goes to BattleBots has a 30 pounder that looks exactly like their heavyweight. (laughs) <laughs> and the fights go very similar. Um, so I, I think that if you can prove it at 30, there's a good chance it'll work out on, on a heavy. You're not guaranteed, but there's a good chance. You just got to make everything you know, twice as thick when you put it on the heavy. Yeah. That's kind of what got us in the plastic. We were doing boom boom, which are just big plastic wedges that fly around everywhere and they were totally fine afterwards we were like hmm, maybe this can work a little bit larger yeah on, on boom boom was our uh, 30 pound multi-bot was two 15 pound wedges that were entirely made out of plastic like the whole robot frame and and everything was plastic with two big wheels and and motors and gearboxes inside and they would just get tossed like across the arena bounce off the walls like we fought against heavyweights with them and at, at uh, maker fair as part of or not at, sorry at robo, robo games, games. Oh, okay cluster flock <laughs> and so they would they were just like indestructible frames and chassis and made the wedge on knockoff white out of uhmw and it was just everything was kit like putting up against the spinners like so well it was just working exactly as we wanted so we're like okay let's definitely try this out heavyweight and see what happens yeah watching Really towards the end of last season, did you think that there was uh, possibly a kryptonite for these spinners? Because we saw a lot of success at the end of last season, even um, Bombshell over Tombstone uh, and a couple of others like that. I mean, uh, the success that Duck had. Did you think that going into this that you had um, a defense set up that you could take on like any and all spinners that you happen to face? Well, the interesting thing for us is that, you know, when you look at uh, Duck and you look at Bombshell, and they're like amazing for taking on horizontal spinners, and that's why for so long you always had spinners versus wedge. But these days, you've got to take on the vertical spinners, and I think it's a totally different game. Um, I don't know if the type of wedge that Duck and Bombshell had last season are the right types of weapons for taking on vertical spinners. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're trying to go with this plastic strategy and see how that works. Because we think that, you know, yeah, horizontals are like fairly solved with that kind of deflecting AR wedge. 
you know, or like just big hunk. But what is what's the solve for the verticals, right? That's yeah. the one everyone's looking for. And I don't think, or at least I don't want it to just be who's lower. <laughs> yeah, like a rock, paper, scissors, or yeah, exactly. Some of the matches, it did kind of seem like whoever can get lower is going to win this match. Yeah. So and the good thing about Shatter is that the UHMW fronts are kind of modular. So we were able to get a couple made for different matches that could happen. And so our prep for fighting different types of spinners is a lot less involved than spinners having to prep for us. I think a lot of the time for them, it's finding some scrap metal to put on top and like saying a prayer. And for us, it's like, we'll just switch this out. And you know, a lot of people end up having to take something off to put the extra top armor on, Mm -hmm. which is a a win for us. <laughs> so how many different setups approximately did y'all have or were there just so, I mean, an infinite number that you could have done for any of these matches? Um, you know, going into it, we had uh, different front armor configurations for horizontals or verticals. We had some potential armor configurations for, you know, what if we fought a crusher? What might we do? We had... Um, Two different types of hammers. Yeah. We had Rusty, which is our AR-500 hammer, which is pretty rusted. Oh. And <laughs> Hence the name. Our titanium hammer as well. Yeah, and we call the titanium one Titan. It's huge. But uh, ironically, it doesn't weigh as much as old Rusty. But uh, the titanium one is, is the idea is like a big hunk of titanium that's real thick. is less likely to break if you jam it into a horizontal spinner. So... The titanium hammers for horizontals, whereas like the AR five hundred spike, it's a bit thinner. Like steel is so heavy, we have to make this the hammer smaller. So we're a little worried. Like maybe that might crack if we put it straight into a horizontal spinner. Um, so that one we wouldn't use against a big horizontal, but pretty much anyone else, we use the the AR five hundred pickaxe. Um, and and we then, tested it a lot on the chomp target and then sometimes on the floor if we missed. And it never cracked, so we're okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it worked really well in the test box. Um, surprisingly, didn't dull too much when we were hitting the, the test targets. So that was good. Um, and what else? Oh, we, we had, like, you know, potential options for if we fought another hammer. You, you come into it, you, you got to think of a lot of different uh, things. Uh, so we had a lot of different things we could switch out for different opponents. We even had uh, a totally different weapon that we could put in. We had a flipper attachment. Oh, yeah. um, so we could swap a flipper in instead of the hammer. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like you guys had... Well, well, obviously you guys thought this out. Um does watching the matches on television from the last couple of seasons prepare you in any way, or is that just um, too removed from the actual action to see, you know, are you, are you actually watching these fights thinking, okay, maybe we could do this wedge for this one and this for that, or is it more just kind of having to, like, know what you're going against? I think the biggest thing is, like, you know, and you get this from going to any competition, but like, the floors are not flat. You know, they're, they're, it, it's, it's not a, it, it's not like a, a perfectly smooth floor that you can have skirts and yeah. everything yeah. dragging along. And so 
you always need to make sure you have enough ground clearance to not get stuck. I think something a lot of people don't understand is, is like the floor itself is almost a hazard and knowing where you can and can't drive your robot based on the attachments you have. Like if you, if you're dragging spikes out the front, you got to watch out for not only just like the saw blade, um, parts, but like, has anyone pulled up a corner anywhere in the arena? And then you got to remember yeah. that so you don't get stuck under it. Um, there's a lot of little things like that that happen that you don't realize. Um, you know, there's always the rolling in the bot trying to look at all the floor and oh, walk yeah. around. And- Do like a pre-fight walk <laughs> in the arena, like you're walking down the ski slope the first beginning <laughs> of the day before you do the track or whatever. But um, yeah, I think that's a big one. You know, you just the arena has a little bit more to it than you see on TV. Yeah, I noticed last season it seemed like the space near the kill saws was getting a lot of teams that were dragging low to the ground. That seemed to be more of a hazard than the actual kill saw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, and I guess the other thing, too, you, you don't get the greatest view in the world when yeah. you're driving. And so you need to know where you can see, where you can't, and try to bring the fight to those areas where you can see better because when you're in the arena, you're standing in one spot. You can't switch camera views, you know, to the other corner. True. Uh, again, this is something I think you learn at, at any competition, but BattleBots does have an interesting setup in the way that you stand that does make parts of the arena a lot more easy to see than others. That's what, uh, Ray was kind of telling us when the, when the, he ran over the chain, it's just cause he last season, he's just cause he couldn't see it. Yep. Now, yeah. is one of you operating both the driving and the weapon, or are there separate controls for that? Uh, so separate controls, separate radios. Um, my brother does the hammer, and I do the driving. Okay, I'm not to be trusted with either. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mary. I drove Boom Boom in Robo Games, mm-hmm. one boom, and it was. I didn't get hurt at all, but. Um, <laughs> It was not the most active of driving. Mary was driving around in a circle in a corner as far away as possible from the other robot. <laughs> I just like conflict, so it's not the best sport <laughs> for me. But I love doing I did the hammers in the arena. Mm-hmm. And it was like we tried to time it to where the arena hammers went down at the same time as our hammer. So that on TV you'd hear this enormous crash. And it was like, <laughs> wow, so powerful. So that was my whole sort of goal during those is to just create a really big loud distraction in the corner when nothing's near there i'm just glad you put the pulverizers to some actual good use oh mm-hmm. yeah it was don't give me a button if you don't want me to press it yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know i was on now when you have uh, the bots fc website that kind of gives us some background about uh, some of the prior uh, robots you've had there was one on there in particular I wanted to ask about, and it had the catchy name of Driving Practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Driving Practice is a lot of fun. Um, that was my, – my brother said he wanted to go to an event in Pennsylvania, and I said, what? And it was in the middle of the state. It's called Bot Blast. Unfortunately, it was recently – retired um after the 11th time but we went the last two years mm-hmm. and it was uh, the biggest weight class was mantis weight which is six pounds um, we always try to build a robot for whatever the heaviest weight class is at whatever event we go to um, and so we said okay we'll build these six pounders I'd, I'd never done that before and 
we figured we should use the, put the event to good use and get some driving practice in. So we built a multi-bot wedge, um, and it was two 3D-printed chassis with a cutting board bolted to the front, and they were 3D-printed out of a type of PLA called Polymax, and I bought the cheapest motors and controllers I could off of eBay, and we went to the event, and everyone was like laughing at it, thought it was terrible pretty much. Like, you printed it out of what? <laughs> And uh, we got second place two years in a row. Um, and so, yeah, it, they did really well. It was like really surprisingly uh, robust 3D printed chassis. The cutting board wedges worked really well. And uh, we had a ton of fun. I, I like going to the small, smaller events around the country a lot because, you know, it, it's, um, it's lower pressure. You know, you don't have millions of people watching you on TV. You just have some fun. Um, and yeah, it was cool. Now, did you lose to the same person both times? Like, it was it a, a failed revenge factor in a way? Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember who we lost to the second year. I can't remember. But I remember the first year, it was a double elimination bracket. And so we lost to somebody. And then we, like... Lost, came back, and then like lost to them again or something. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my guess for that bot was going to be that it was just an abuse bot that they practiced the weapons on the other bots on. But <laughs> I guess no, it was an actual competitive bot. So, see, because I was going to ask if I if I had gotten a bot building for dummies book and you gave me a year, would I stand a chance against di- driving practice? And I guess the answer is no. <laughs> oh, that, that surprisingly good robot. <laughs> With a catchy name. I mean, like I said, the name gives you such low expectations, I think, that <laughs> you know, you kind of could come in a little cocky on that. Um, we generally like to make our names have a low expectation of the robot because we want people to like underestimate us a little bit. You know, it, it's a lot of the theming is around having people underestimate the robot. Um, and so, yeah, that's like driving practice or like blue, but it's pink or like yeah. even Melvin, right? The original robot was like a 30 pounder named Melvin. We're like, what's an unintimidating name for a robot? <laughs> so were you a little worried when you named this uh, latest iteration Shatter? Well, uh, the thing was like everyone kept saying like, oh, are you supposed to Shatter? Ha ha. We're like, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of an invitation. Yeah. Good try. I, I kept noticing that blue was pink at Maker Faire and thought maybe I was going colorblind. I really <laughs> did. I was like, maybe it's the angle, the sun's coming in over there. Uh, yeah. Like, is this dress gold and white or is it blue and black? <laughs> oh, the dress. We're not going to get into that. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to set that old internet on fire again. <laughs> my, my dang internet. Feet. Sorry, Adam, my, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I, I was just going to say... I, the color of the new robot, I don't know if you can get it in the photos or if it'll come across on the show or not, but in real life, if you look at the new Shatter robot, it is both blue and pink. And I had <laughs> ordered, I ordered this vinyl off eBay. I think it's called like Blue Ice or something like that. I'm like, great. And it showed up <laughs> and I was like, this is the most perfect color for this robot that's <laughs> ever possible. <laughs> 
I didn't even want to take a guess on what color that was. It just looked shiny. That's all I could say on that one. I thought maybe it was just reflective and it was anything I wanted it to be. So Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's very hard to take photos of, too. So I'm sure the camera crew had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, the lighting on that, they were probably going around in circles. for Now, um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mary. What was that? We heard from someone in the audience where the robot was stopped in the box, ready to go, and it was stopped in such a way that the reflection on the light was right in their eyes, and they were like, "Thanks a lot." <laughs> oh man, so I can't imagine. I get I get pissy in the car when my iPhone reflects on my eyes, so I can't imagine. Um, That's twenty times. Now I know we we obviously have to deal with the NDA because we. They haven't had any episodes on television yet. There was there um, any bot or two that you were just impressed with, just seeing them roll it in. Not necessarily. We can't really talk about the fights, but just when it came in, even if it was one you'd seen on TV, that you were just like, "Wow, that thing is beautiful." Yeah, I mean, like talking strictly from like when we first showed up, like what was impressive. Um, there's like a lot of parts of of everyone that are impressive. I mean, obviously every single piece of quantum is amazing you know and i uh what one thing like about our robot is it looks really really cool and the closer up you get to it you're like okay well this part isn't like the best machine or whatever this there's a scratch here when you look at quantum the closer you get the more impressed you are and Mm. it just makes me so envious it's insane (laughs) wow It's, it's not it's doing a disservice being on tv yeah, it, because you get that close. You just and can't. You can't appreciate all of the detail. Yeah, it, so that that one right off the bat is outstanding. Okay. Uh, but then these little pieces, like when you see someone take apart their robot, and so Bombshell, for instance, has these cycloidal gearboxes. I don't know if you know what a cycloidal gearbox <laughs> is, but you can go look it up. They're <laughs> insane, and they had one taken apart at one point. I was like, that is beautiful. Uh, so that was just wild seeing that come out. Um, duck, if you look at it on the show as a box, mm-hmm. if you look inside of duck, every single piece is like compartmentalized. They have these little cool orange boxes that hold all their speed controllers and like every single drive motor is its own separate battery switch receiver. Like it's gorgeous inside. Yeah. And then out, it's just a box and it's uh it's wild the disparity sometimes between the inside and the outside of the robots um another one like that was ribot you know i i kind of thought it was a joke when i saw it online I'm like what is this thing yeah and you see it in person and underneath the foam frog it's like it's real really good it's a really well-made like totally modular robot underneath hmm. um, so yeah, were there any other ones i'm forgetting um no those uh, oh a hydra oh hydra was crazy yeah even just listening to uh the way you guys explain how it works you get mesmerized and you're like i don't understand but yeah it's really like even the paint job is beautiful it's a very like purple green hydra animal kind of paint job yeah it's crazy because you know the you guys have always built really nice machines but they had never been known for their like crazy paint jobs before, so no. that came this nowhere. Was out of nowhere. It's beautiful, and then they tried to explain this hydraulic system. They had the whole schematic out showing me what <laughs> went where. It was like three days later, when I was like, oh, "I think I get it," 
I still don't really get it, but like it's that robot is definitely really, really impressive. All right, so uh, sounds like a major step up from Warrior Dragon, which I kind of thought needed to retire. Yeah, that was an interesting robot because I've seen that work in videos and things, and it just never seemed to work great in um, in the battle box. I don't know if it was having trouble with the floor or what, but yeah, it never lived up to its potential. Because that was another thing, like a kinetic energy flipper is always really, really cool if it works. Um, like if you, I don't know if you've seen Magneto, the uh, sportsman, but um, I've heard yeah, of it. Kinetic, it's been a while. Kinetic energy flippers are cool, and so I was always, I was always rooting for Warrior Clan or whatever Dragon, whatever it's called. I always wanted, <laughs> um, and it never quite got there. But yeah, I mean, you guys saw the the video of Hydra lifting the car, right? Crazy. I I want to say I saw that on Reddit, and I. Did not get to pull up the video. I you, a lot of times if I see something I think it's cool, I run to the TV and throw it on uh, like YouTube on my PlayStation or something like that. But I did not get to do it with that one, so I'll have to go. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do it right now while uh, Cam looks finds his quiz. I'm gonna wind up taking notes from this podcast of just all the things that Adam and Mary are telling us to go look at, <laughs> and then wind up going and looking at ten different things here. Now, um, we talked a little about um, your Bots FC site. Now I know. Normally on BattleBots, they have the t-shirt store. Everybody sells their t-shirts. Um, they're in any color you want, as long as you love black. But um, yeah, um, yeah. You, you guys also have um, some... What I mean, the name Bots FC kind of harkens to um, you know, British football teams. And yeah, so, so, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, a little quick history on the name. Um, my brother and I really got into soccer. Uh, a few years back, we had season tickets to the New York Red Bulls, the New York soccer team, for like six years. Uh, so we went to like all these games, and we were trying to decide what to name our new robot team when we were getting back into it. And I was looking at like uh, six-letter domain names, and I had searched <laughs> bot in this big list, and I saw all the ones that had bot in it, and like bots FC. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Um, and so got that domain name, so we got botsfc.com. We made it soccer themed, but then we joked that like the F actually stands for fight, so it's bots fight club. Nice. But <laughs> so, um, good. what is the first rule about bots fight club? Win. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say you guys also have the the cool scarfs on there that do kind of harken back to like when I've been to I went to a World Cup match many many years ago and got one of the uh, netherlands scarves and they kind of remind me of those so um are you hoping to get those for sale on the BattleBot store too or is that going to be just exclusive to your website so we're trying to figure out where we can sell those right now we're definitely going to have them up for sale on our website um soon so botsfc.com cool uh we'll see if we can get them up on the BattleBot store uh and We'll announce for sure on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the website itself, like when all that's available. But the scarves were something we wanted for a while. Um, we started out making rally towels um, for Robo Games back in 2017. Um, okay. And rally towels, I don't know if they're a universal US thing, but in the Northeast, at a lot of games, they give you like a colored towel, like a rag that has like a screen printed name of the team on it. Mm-hmm. And the idea is everyone in the stands 
twirls them above their head and the whole stands look like that color uh, wherever anyone's doing that. So that's kind of popular in the Northeast. So we made these rally towels. Like the terrible uh, towels. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we made those and we kept making those and they're really easy to get made. They're low cost and we throw them to the crowd and everyone loved them and they'd become like a thing in the pits. Everyone would have our towels walking around with them. They make great pit rags when you're trying to write, wipe grease off your hands. Uh, but we always wanted to make the scarves, right? But mm-hmm. they're really hard to get made. You know, they're custom, like knit in exactly that pattern. They're not printed. Oh. Uh, they're like woven into that pattern. And so to find someone to do that uh, was tricky. You know, I was like sending out all these requests for quotes to like a dozen different vendors around the world, trying to find one who would make them for us in quantities lower than like, you know, 3,000. <laughs> And we got it done. We had this huge box mailed in, and they barely fit in the car. We're bringing them out to BattleBots. So I know we, we threw a lot at the crowd, so a lot of people have them already. Uh, we sold a bunch at the event to people who were there. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping to get the rest online soon. Um, they're a really fun thing. And, yeah, it goes back to the soccer theme. And um, it's just cool, a little different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I liked about them. It's something different than the T-shirt. I mean, the T-shirts are great too, but it's it's yeah, it's nice to see something different. I didn't really. I thought I was thinking about that last year too. I'm like, what else could somebody put out there? And obviously, there's certain teams that could do certain things, but hats. I mean, I guess you could probably do a duck hat if you're Hal, but other than that, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so. Um, First yeah. on the trend, so we had to be first on the soccer scarf <laughs> battle bots trend. So next year, who knows? You're going to see a lot more copycats on the scarf. We'll have to think of something else. Stay ahead <laughs> of the trend. And we also have a celebratory championship koozies <laughs> that we got made uh, after the Orlando event. Yeah, so we're going to world champion because Foxtrot was there. Yeah, Foxtrot Fox was, was there, there, or Foxic at the time. Yeah. So. That makes it a world event in, in our minds. So, yeah, 2018 World Champs. Uh, <laughs> this will be available to purchase as well. Um, <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, I'll call myself World Champion. If some Foxick's from Canada, right? Well, Foxick is now – well, he lives – He Craig lives in the U.S. <laughs> but you know, if he were to play for a national soccer team, he would play – for uh, I think England, I think he's English. Oh, okay. He wasn't playing for the U.S. team, and since we're <laughs> a soccer-themed team, we're playing by you know World Cup rules of. Yeah, uh, it's country. like when Olympians go to the country that is going to make them win. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. not. No. Yeah. Or it's some rich guy that just pays to be on the skiing team for like Burkina Faso <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so um, no, we we got um. You know, we said where you can get the uh, scarves. Um, what are who were some of your uh, sponsors this season, and what what did uh, what role did they play in getting your bot built? I mean, are some of them uh, ones that do parts for you, or that can order parts for you? Or is, um, yeah, and a lot of times I see the teams that have basically the company that they work for potentially too. So, who are uh, some of you guys' as sponsors, and you know, how did they help you get to uh, the BattleBots tournament? Yeah, I mean, sponsors are huge for us at BattleBots. You know, when we do the Chinese shows, they have crazy build stipends. They pay for the whole robot. Uh, when you do BattleBots, you know, it's you don't get a crazy build stipend. So we need the sponsors to help us get there. Um, we had a lot of great sponsors this year. So I work at a company called Frog, like the animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Frog Design, 
they were a big sponsor this year, uh, helping us um, foot the bill for all these parts. Um, we had a lot of our part suppliers and, and manufacturers help us out. So we had uh, Mirror Precision, so it's M-E-E-R Precision. They're like amazing water jet company. They have like this five-axis water jet. Um, it's one of my favorite tools in existence. Um, it can it uses a. I don't know if you guys are familiar with water jets or if anyone listening yeah. knows are, but it's a jet of high pressure water with like basically a like abrasive like sand almost in it, yeah. going crazy high pressures. But then the one he has can also tilt. So as a normal water jet just cuts out two dimensional shapes from a big plate, this can cut out any angle. So all the pieces you see on our robot that are made out of metal were caught in this crazy water jet. Even that he our has. counter sinks yeah, and our titanium. All the counter sinks holes were water jet cut. So we love that guy. Uh, he gave us some great prices. Um, he bent our titanium wedge as well. Yeah, so we have a half inch thick titanium plow um, that he bent uh, <laughs> to like a sixty degree angle. Uh, which was nuts. You had to heat, heat it up to like 1,500 degrees and put on this enormous hydraulic press. And so he's really good. If you ever need anything water jet, you know, go to Mirror Precision. Yeah. If you ever need titanium, go to TMS Titanium. They supplied all our titanium at some great prices. Uh, we use BaneBots gearboxes and we use MaxAmp batteries. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got. A lot of fun stuff in there. You'll also see a stolen item tag <laughs> on our hammer. Mm-hmm. I did notice that in some of the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah. So <laughs> check out the stolen item Instagram. Uh, it's some fun stuff. He's one of my friends. It's his fashion brand. Um, so it's it's really hip and trendy in, in Brooklyn. Um, he makes a whole series of different tags to say different slogans and um, – People hang them off their bags, jackets, things like that. Robots. So, robots. Hey, robots. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, uh, yeah, our last sponsor is uh, Coos Watches, Q-O-O-O-S, um, which is actually our watch company that we're going to start soon. Oh, sweet. Uh, so this summer, you should hopefully be able to buy those uh, on a crowdfunding website. We'll see. But we've been working on that for a while. It's like a... A super deep diving watch, you know, like a 5,000 meter depth rating, um, like oil filled. So basically the whole thing is like incompressible. We submerged the whole movement in like a non-conductive oil chamber. But anyway, it's cool. Watch. Dustin from (laughs) Deep Six does deep sea diving. So we're going to try and get him to test for Oh, yeah. He's a a Navy (laughs) diver, which is not. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see if we can get him to try out our watches for us once we get the prototypes in. I don't get deeper than the pool drain. That's, what, eight feet? <laughs> yeah, but it's good to know that it would work in that. Say. So um, you two, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have time to play our 10-question game? Yeah. Okay. Now, I guess um, it's, it's essentially A or B answers for the most part. Um, there are no wrong answers. However, we will be judging you secretly. Uh, so I won't be because I haven't seen it yet. So and uh, you guys, I'm going to play along. You guys can head. both answer. I'm not going to time this or anything. But uh, yeah, let's just let's rock and roll here. Um, the first one, pretty straightforward: making stuff or breaking stuff. Oh, that's uh, 
I ask the hard questions. Cause... I, I, the breaking makes me nervous. Oh, it's like really I know there's times that I just, when I see these bots for the first time, I, I'm kind of antsy about something happening to them in the, in the arena. Like I was Battle Royale last year. I'm perfecting this thing and I put all the vinyl on it so I, <laughs> I get it pristine, I wipe it down, no fingerprints. And then it's just like destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah I, I this is tough. I guess if I could only pick one to do, right? Like if, if I could have someone else make the stuff or someone else break the stuff. You know, like if I just had an unlimited supply of robots and I was breaking things with them, I don't think that'd be as much fun. I, I think I'd have to pick making things. Okay. I, yeah. I, that's where I was guessing with, with both of you. Because Mary didn't seem like she is too keen on wrecking everything. Some of wow. these, I'm, I know when we talked to um, Edward with Shark Orprian, I think he's way heavy on the breaking side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's building but he doesn't care with those bots so um now the second one i have since we had the tournament in california new york or la oh new york yeah 100%. 100%. everything closes in la at 9 p.m yeah it's pretty and wild. they all joke that new york city is the city that never sleeps but i didn't think bedtime was 9 p.m <laughs> <laughs> try to go out to dinner and they're like sorry it was ridiculous <laughs> They're hoping you're still like caught on East Coast time where you think it's midnight. Yeah. Just like, well, yeah. Battle Pass doesn't keep East Coast time, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Um, okay, third question. Better idea for a spinoff, Battle Boats or Battle Drones? Oh, man. I, would, I definitely want Battle Boats. I've wanted Battle Boats for so long. Battle Boats, for sure. Okay. If it's like maybe... It's a mix of humans in bumper boats. <laughs> well, they have the coin-op ones that you can play with at like Disney World. And I always turn that into a game of battle boats anyway, until someone's yeah. parent yells at me to stop wrecking their eight-year-old but submarine. Like, I want that, plus like there's a chainsaw on the front of the boat. Right. Yeah. It could pop your boat. Yeah, I'm I'm going with battle boats too because battle drones probably ev- it's basically that's going to be the last person that doesn't crash theirs. Yeah, and too cool. yeah, I would I would try to get the double jeopardy guys to get a torpedo made too. Oh man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, torpedoes and like I, people with like hydrofoils so they could avoid the torpedoes and stuff. Like, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> we this is and we're in Florida too. I think it's a perfect place to start it. That'd be perfect. Oh, yeah. All right this- now. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Or something. No, one of those no, no. duck races they have in the rivers with the rubber ducks. Just infiltrate it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Pop up battle boat. Nice. Okay. Now, my um, question four here. Um, if we switched Farouk from BattleBots and James Earl Jones in the Star Wars movies, which one gets better? Oh, man. Can Farouk get better? Ugh. I mean, I guess if you digitally enhance his voice in a, into a gigantic uh, black killing machine. Can I pass? Is passing allowed? Sure. We can. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no winner. Everybody, uh, Luke, everybody, everybody wins. I am your father. <laughs> everybody wins. <laughs> All right. I, I'm tr- I didn't know these were so tough when I was making them, but hey. Uh, question five. Sledgehammer or Danhammer? 
This one's very stupid, obviously. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, I had never known his last name, and he died when that was his last name. It's a great name. I yeah. was really But if you read my uh, BattleBots description, you'll know that my favorite tool is a sledgehammer. So I got to go with the sledgehammer. Yeah. Sounds uh, great. That's, that's why I pulled that one, by the way. <laughs> Is I read it off the Shatter page on BattleBots. Um, <laughs> now, question six is not an A or B one. It's just a thinker. Is a hot dog a sandwich? The answer oh. is yes. <laughs> well, Gosh. you know what? Is that, um, who was it, Andrew from Deep Six? Has his hot dog oh, yeah. shop in He's San Diego. And he was naming hot dogs after the BattleBots. Hmm. And so if you're ever in San Diego, I don't remember the name of the... called? Look it up. Um, we'll find Andrew's hot dog stand from Deep Six because that was such a interesting side hustle that <laughs> he was just like, I don't know anything about Robux, but I sure do know hot dogs. Jerry's wood-fired dogs. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Huh. Um, I, I say no. I don't think it's a sandwich. I, I mean, yeah. It's on bread, but that doesn't make it a sandwich. I, yeah, I think a sandwich is two pieces of bread, where a bun is technically one. So I consider it is meat bone. with bread on either side. If you t- you can turn it sideways, it's on the top and bottom. It's, I think it's a, it's just a more versatile sandwich in my book. Yeah, but like if a sausage sandwich to me is like sliced up pieces of sausage. There's something about it being a continuous length of sausage. It changes it. It's not a sandwich anymore. It's something else. I'm with well, I, have, I have a sub sandwich that's a piece of sub bread. With pieces of meat in it. Oh, I don't She's know. Me there. <laughs> yeah, sub sandwich, one piece of bread with meat curled into it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on the it, fence here. Uh, it's the continuous piece is what makes it different. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. If you go to Subway, they make you a sandwich. But it's not a continuous I, cut all the I way sh- through. I forgot to. I shouldn't have brought up food in front of Brian. I, I know this. See, we don't have enough time in the day to <laughs> to finish this argument. All right, now question seven: Wrigley Field or Yankee Stadium? Ooh, well, uh, well, definitely yeah, Wrigley, Wrigley Field. Field I, I, I also don't like the Yankees. I grew up in South Jersey, so I've lived in Brooklyn for oh, I don't know how long I lived in Brooklyn. Nine Five. Years. Six, seven years. Uh, I've lived in Brooklyn for a while, okay. lived in New York for like nine years, but grew up in South Jersey. So I have a deep hatred of almost every New York sports team. Um, Yankees. Nice. So I definitely got to pick uh, Wrigley Field. Rock okay. on. I- and I grew up in Connecticut where you don't have a team. So you <laughs> choose between the Yankees or the Red Sox. And sometimes it's better just not to choose. <laughs> That's true. You're, there's no heartbreak there. Just kind of, exactly. or know. you could just pick the Jaguars. That's true. See, oh, you, did you hear his immediate reaction when I said that? He laughed at me. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that makes me sad. It, all right. Um, <laughs> now, this one I thought may have to do with one of their old bots, but your favorite color, Eminem. I stunned everybody there. What was well, the they one don't that, have a pink one. What was the one that was? Well, they did um, with blue. Yes, Red but it, but blue was pink. <laughs> The look on his face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I got him there. Mm. Well, you know, I did request a bowl of green M and M's to be at our pit table in our rider. Yeah, nice. I didn't. No, we did not get the bowl of green M and M's. It was oh, bad. That's harsh. We'll have to go with green. Okay. You know? One day we'll. 
One day I'm going to get that bowl of green M&M's. <laughs> okay, side question though. Peanut M&M's or peanut butter M&M's? I love the peanut butter M&M's. Really? I know that might they're be so like good. But like, oh, they're really good. They remind me of uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, which is just the best candy. Oh, yeah. So. Nothing wrong with that. I, I got to agree with you guys. I was peanut all the way. Agree. Last time we got both, I, the the peanut butter one got, was gone way quicker. Um, question nine. Don't ask what state I was in when I wrote these questions. Um, <laughs> after a first date, uh, your date texts you to say hello. How long should you wait before texting them back? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. I told yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't see these questions beforehand. <laughs> I might have thrown that one out. I, I <laughs> Tylenol PM and past midnight apologizes for this question. And he didn't even watch Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So no spoilers. If you're looking for advice, then you should be really assertive and text back. Like the next day, did you get home from the subway safely? You know, I, I had a nice time. If you're like some people, you'll wait an entire week for the other person to text and say... Hello, if you, are you still alive? Which yeah. is what happens to us. I feel <laughs> like there's some inside information here. <laughs> no, it's just the specific scenario. On our first date, he told me he was going to China to fight robots. And I was, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and you don't find that too often. And I think you should have really jumped on that <laughs> more quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you waiting for? Yeah, no, I, I agree. You can't wait that long. And I'd say, you know, at least maybe five minutes just to not show that you're camped out by your phone. But yeah, I would Especially tend to agree. In the, city. Like, in the city, you have to take a subway to get home at night in the dark. So it's statistically safer than drunk. Yeah, well, not for women. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, question 10. Um, the cutest bot that you saw at BattleBots, would that be Duck, Nelly, or a wild card? No, it was something different. Which was the one? Because I just want to pinch Nelly's cheeks when I see it. Even though it doesn't <laughs> have any. That was good. So you know what? what one I keep thinking of is that one in King of Bots? Oh. Which was that, I don't know if you've seen King of Bots, there was a large blue dinosaur um, that was basically on top of a box, and it was a children's puppet. And they had to make it into a weapon, so they just put a big spike coming through the middle of it. <laughs> and he also had a girlfriend that was pink and a exact Tanger. copy. And what's funny is that the exact skull of that bot would be what Quantum Skull looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's two totally different levels of bots. So we, we go up to the Quantum team, and Mary's like, oh my god, I love it. It looks just like the skull of the blue dinosaur robot <laughs> Yeah. And the, Grant, the, Grant wasn't too pleased about that. Was, no. <laughs> the worst thing you could have said. Really? <laughs> too well. Well, the, yeah, the, the blue dinosaur wasn't the most successful of uh, robots. Oh, so this is kind of like saying, "Oh, yeah, that looks just like deviled egg or something like that." Hey, you watch your mouth, Mister. Deviled eggs are delicious. I was talking about the bot from last season oh, okay. that was never on TV. Thought you were talking trash about food again, so had to jump in there. Eggs are delicious. All right, so we have learned a lot. So I, I thank you guys. We've learned for that hot dogs are sandwiches, possibly, and uh, the deviled eggs are delicious. Don't wait if you found the right one either. 
know, <laughs> text him or her back. Just take the lead on it if you want to. <laughs> don't have to. You don't have to worry about being cool. It works out well. Sometimes, you know, living in New York is busy. So All I'm gonna say is it. that what I did worked out perfectly. So you know, suppose <laughs> how it would have worked if I tested text back minutes. faster. You know? Yeah, five minutes a little quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where can we find you guys online if we're going to support you this season? Yeah, so um, if you can only remember one thing, you can remember uh, botsfc.com. Okay. We have all our social links there. Um, we are botsfc on Instagram. We are botsfc on Facebook. Our Twitter is a little difficult because someone had botsfc. It is <laughs> bots underscore f underscore c. Um, on Twitter, okay, but, uh, yeah, but we can go to the website and basically just have links to all of them right there. Yeah, go to botsfc.com and click the top right corner. Yeah, and the website will have blog posts as the season goes along. Oh well. yeah, we're planning to have a lot of cool posts this year. You know, we get a lot of comments and a lot of questions around the wheels, around you know how do we control it, how does the armor work, how did you make all everything. We're gonna try and break down um, each one of those things. Um, after the episodes air and we can start talking more about the performance. So mm-hmm. we're building some cool stuff for that. So cool. Um, and the blog too. All right. Yeah. And maybe we could uh, have you guys back after a couple of your fights have aired and then we can actually talk to you about what happened. Cause we're, you know, yeah. you were definitely one of the ones that I was eagerly anticipating this season. And then you know, when I saw on Reddit the, uh, you know, the CAD demo for it, I was just like, wow, I cannot wait to see this thing in the ring. So I will be waiting with bated breath. And like I said, I hope to talk to you guys again so we can actually talk shop on what happened in a couple of these matches. Yeah, yeah sure. hope, hope we make you proud out there. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Mary and Adam from Team Shatter, thank you both so much. Yes, thank you. And good luck uh, in a season that happened weeks ago. thank you you guys for having us on Uh, it's been a real honor alright thanks again and there you have it yeah um, thanks again to Adam and Mary Uh, check them out they are bots FC on Facebook Instagram yeah, uh, on everything, I'm pretty sure, except for one, which they had to get real weird with. MySpace, probably. It's, it's possible. Now, check them out, though. Yeah, uh, if you just Google it, you'll yeah, find it. you'll find Bots. Oh, yeah, their website. Just Google Bots FC. That's what I did. So, big thanks to them again. Uh, one question. We won't go too more deep dive into it, because we've talked to them plenty. Uh, are we? They were great, though. Fantastic interview. Um, who's one match that you would most like to see them against? Uh, and Chomp. any reason why <laughs> Chomp's not going to be on there this know, season now but it'd be funny I'm going to go Bite Force uh, Bite Force's last loss was to Chomp I, I don't know if that necessarily makes them susceptible to a Hammerbot but hey let's give them a shot I'm just thinking more of like a match of skill like maybe two Hammerbots or uh, well there's know. always the, or the the rematch between Shatter and Mammoth well I guess not a really a rematch because it was blue and Mammoth but yeah. at that point Mammoth had blown a gearbox so well, there's always a little bit of a rock paper scissors with some of these batches and maybe I don't know but uh, yeah I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna go bite force let's see if uh, let's see Shatter take a t- couple of licks at the top side of that and see if maybe that can knock Paul's bot out 
Well, we're not going to have to wait long to start seeing some of these matches because they start on the 7th. Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks away. 7th on Discovery, June 7th on Discovery, and June 12th on the Science Channel. So hopefully they're doing the extra fights there too. But uh, thanks again to Bots FC, Adam and Mary. You're fantastic. Uh, We hope to have them back maybe around the midway point. So check them out, Bots FC. Uh, That's it for our show this week. Thanks again. All righty, folks. We'll see you next time. Later.